The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. I was going to ask you, you're mowing? mowing I'm, I'm, when I'm listening, mowing. when I'm going back and listening, mowing. as the one listener to the show. Mowing. You were, you were going to say you were going to say something. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say pre-pro, hi Ted, that how do I sound now? Because I actually had to, because I, I'm house sitting and I forgot my regular headphones. No, you actually sound a lot better. Oh, you well sound then. clear, you sound sustainable, you sound, um, I you sound like a, I am you sound like a turd day. Well then I'll, <laughs> are you saying I'm dirty? That's not until the Rob Gordon's no, coming. I mean, there's um, flower, flowers are not all dirty and they got dirty mouths, you know. And they have dirty mouths. And in suck, my nightmares. And bringing them bees to them. It's like sucking them bees right down the That's portals right. to hell. That's uh, right. Oof. Wow. Are we going to talk yeah. Seahawks or are we just going to talk? That kind Seahawks. Of what is that? You mean like uh, University of North Carolina, Wilmington? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. This is a universe. A lot of people haven't figured that out over the years we've been doing this. It's, we never talk Seattle Seahawks. It's all UNC Wilmington. <laughs> I mean, they've got a loaded football team. You know the what I'm Osprey. saying? The Osprey. The Os- 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 Osprey sounds like you Os- can't control your pee. Ocelots. Ocelots. What is an ocelot? Ocelot is a... Ocelot is a uh... Kitty cat. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I was thinking kangaroo, kangaroo kitty cat. So, uh, yeah, Seahawks. <laughs> Thank Seahawks. God there are no kangaroo kitty cats. Can you imagine? There probably are. Yeah, there probably are. Actually, cats can jump pretty far anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. At least they don't. Never mind. Fox? Because <laughs> they do. <laughs> so I yeah, had to stop. I, I had say, to yeah, stop. They, they box all the time. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh. That's a waltzing Matilda. <laughs> do we really need to talk about football? This is far more interesting. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's like you're not even at this point you've already stopped listening in the future it's like yeah i can't handle this man i'm, I'm done so the defensive line yes <laughs> no segue. it's funny how i've seen like a lot of people still talking about the defensive line and like hey, you know 49ers are gonna run again for 8,000 yards against them because you know they didn't address it in the draft i don't get it man they have addressed it. They addressed it in free agency. Plus, Plus, what is what is the design of the defensive line? It's to eat up yeah. blocks, blockers, yeah. right? Right. It's if you have again, not for your boy on the Dolphins, who's ridiculous at over 100 tackles, defensive interior defensive lineman. If you have a defensive lineman that's getting like 50 tackles, then great. That means he's really good. But that's not the design of right. it. Right. Exactly. Um, not for the Seahawks, it isn't. No. Yeah, and the fact that it's like, would I have been happy if they had, had gotten Will Anderson Jr.? Yes, along with everybody else, probably along with the Seahawks. However, Is that the guy that had that song, that country song about swinging? It's Will yeah. Anderson. Yes, it was. They were swinging. It's not swinging, it's swinging. <laughs> swinging. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, of course, they're never going to say that, and they shouldn't. And legitimately, for all I know, they are happier they got Spoon than Anderson because there are reasons to that. That's a legitimate thought because, like you said, they addressed the defensive line in free agency with two moves, not just one, two moves. Would Anderson have been fantastic? Yeah, of course. Like, but best cornerback in the draft. I mean, you see that over and over and over and over with Spoon, over and over and over. They got the best corner in the draft. Very unusual for them. Like never done Extremely, that. Extremely, yeah. Not not this iteration of the Seahawks. The Carol iteration. That's a big word. It is a big word. I just learned it from uh, what site did I steal it from? Oh, I'm not going to give them attribution. Mm-hmm. The athletic anyway. subs- subscription required. Are we um? 
Are we getting paid by the syllables in words now? Because I didn't know that. I would have prepared better for the show. Oklahoma. Not my favorite state. Oklahoma. <laughs> ah, I finally tricked you into singing. It's taken me well, how sort many of. That was me going, how oh, many what years? Yodeling, whatever you want to call it. It's 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 uh, verbal abuse is what it is. I almost said this like a oh young Dean Crosby. I was like, who's Dean Crosby? Dean Crosby. <laughs> That's our next podcast, Verbal Abuse. <laughs> verbal abuse. From verbal, flowers. Let's do it right now. <laughs> verbal abuse from flowers. Not wow. Trey. Or Zach. Yeah, not Trey. Or Zay. Or, or, or Zadie. Or Zazu Pitts. Did you ever, did you ever read uh, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret? No, and I'm not going to go see the movie either. The, 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 reason, the only reason I thought of it was Bloom, and we were talking about flowers. Yes. But Yes. I, I did like Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Julian Bloom. Julian Bloom, yes. Mm-hmm. Julian Cope. But um, I didn't see, uh, I, I've never read the book, and I don't really know anything about it. I feel like I should. I feel like I should know something about that book. About a girl. About a, you mean about a boy, the Hugh Grant? <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me. I saw um, Dungeons, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons uh, last night. And it um, reminded you of about a boy and Hugh Grant, and that's why. Yes. How did you? Yeah, uh, how how did you feel about that film? It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was. It was good. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie Day, for that, for that brief appearance. Can't wait for Fool's Paradise, by the way. Um, yeah. No. It was. It yeah, was I thought it was good. very entertaining. Very fun movie. Really enjoyed that movie. Because they didn't try to do too much with it. It's like oh. oh, we're going to make this epic thing, and it's like oh, they just kind of had fun with it. Well, they. You know, and they kind of. I mean, it was kind of an epic thing, thing but right, but exactly. not intentionally. It wasn't like, or yeah. we are now doing Lord of the Rings. It was just like, eh, yeah, just kind of having fun. Yeah, uh, we talk about movies on occasion, even though we're not supposed to, because we're supposed to talk about the Seahawks. We'll talk about football probably in like thirty minutes from now. But we agree. We will interject football. The goal of a movie is to carry what that to do what that movie is supposed to do. If a movie is supposed to be entertaining, boom, it's supposed to be entertaining. If it's supposed to be educational, be educational. If it's supposed to be inspiring, be inspiring. If you fail at that goal, then Dungeons and Dragons is not supposed to be Schindler's List. It's not supposed to be Bowling for Columbine or Combaline either. I wonder if that movie is out yet. I want to go see that. Bowling for Combaline. Um, Bowling for King Charles III coronation. Bowling for Columbine. Um, anyway. So beautiful with the gold. I mean, they're, you know, not too far off. There's people starving, of course, but just watching that gold <laughs> thing dripping, dripping, dripping from their veins. Um, but yeah, Honor Among Thieves is a very fun movie. Excellent film because it did exactly what they wanted to do. They went to entertain. They entertained. Wildly successful film as far as accomplishing their goal. Yeah, exactly. Fun, funny. Which is exactly what the Seahawks did in this draft. They had a goal and they accomplished it. And they were from the players that were there. Yeah, and and that they uh, wildly entertained us with a draft too. Yeah, I mean they pulled off some big surprises, right? Because no one thought they were going to take a corner in the first or second round, let alone their very first pick. That might be their best pick of the draft. And well, yeah, it's the fifth guy taken overall. It should be, but. They had a lot of really good picks, and this still might have been the smartest pick, even considering position. Not just talking about the player, but but need. It's like, did they really need a corner? It's like, I don't, know, I don't know. Do you really need to completely shut down the passing offense of the opposition? <laughs> and that's pretty much, and I'm not saying they completely done it, but if he plays as well as everyone projects him to play, Yes, that's pretty much what they've done. Where are you going to throw? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think nickel might still be a, a, a concern. A concern, concern. What was that? But um, we don't. I mean, Julian Love may, or Julian Cope may actually. Uh, that would be weird. I don't know. Julian, <laughs> Julian Cope's out there. Um, Susie Sue's got the back. So, but uh, if you have Julian Love move up to nickel. I mean, Kobe Bryant may be okay. He he was hit and miss last year because he's a rookie, right? Right. It's, exactly. and I was I was thinking about this because you you know the wide receivers because I'm I'm kind of writing an article about three draftees that may make the biggest impact in 2023, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
I kind of want to have Jackson um, Smith and and Gibba on it, but it and Jigba on it, but it's like at the same time, it's like, yeah, yeah. But uh, receivers for the most part still have kind of a they have to acclimate. It takes them a little longer to acclimate most of the time, right? But cornerbacks aren't that way. Sauce Sauce Gardner was that great last year. Mm -hmm. Tariq Willen clearly was great last year. It's kind of weird that the cornerbacks. Yeah. Maybe because as a rookie, you're just reacting instead of having to think, I've got to run this route, I've got to blah, 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 I've got to mesh with my quarterback. Maybe maybe yeah. it's easier to react quicker in your NFL career than it is being a receiver. I, I don't know. But it, he, he's also coming into a situation where, obviously, he's wide receiver three. Um, I think he makes an impact, but I was that's what I was trying to think as far as, like, I, I, I'll have Witherspoon on there because yeah. he, he should make an impact. He could make yeah, a negative I, impact. I don't think he will. But. He could, yeah, but he'll have a big impact one way or the other. He will. As as far as nickel, I think I think they're absolutely fine because I think, like I said, Bryant he had some miscues like in the very first game when he uh, actually had two plays because his first play was not that great. Uh, but he also forced four fumbles. Uh, I think he'll be much improved. But and uh, with him and Jackson and Love. I think they're going to be just fine, just fine in the slot. Jackson Love sounds Jackson, good. Jackson Love. <laughs> that's a that's a got to be an undrafted free agent coming that's up. That's right. Soon. Jackson uh, Love opening for Travis. But, but, as, <laughs> but as far as J, JSN could have a, a huge impact, but again, he's the third receiver. He's definitely going to be the third receiver. Could he potentially? Could he possibly? Are you saying he's the King Charles the third of receivers? No, because he's worthwhile. Um, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, Charles Chuck has his good points, but but really? but <laughs> JSN could actually lead the team in receptions. I know that sounds insane, but absolutely. What? What? Absolutely, that is blasphemy. Are you saying DK and Tyler? Are you going on the record right now, sir, as saying they are going to be injured early in the season, and that the leading receiver for the Seahawks? Will be Jackson Smith in Jigba. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what no. it sounds like you're saying to me. No, because if both Let's of those bring guys in are... uh, Marjorie Taylor Green and get her info. <laughs> both of those guys are injured. It's going to be some Jewish space laser that will lead the team. It'll be and... Kenny McIntosh. It, it, it might be Kenny McIntosh if that happens. Uh, is it likely? No, but I can easily see Lockett getting eighty to ninety. DK getting eighty to ninety. And JSN has like five more than either one of them. It could happen. I'm not saying it will, but it could certainly happen because who are you going to cover with all three of them in the game? It's like, mm. which is a very good problem for the opposition to have. Like, and I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. But on the other side, gee, we got this uh, number five draft pick who's going to be in on maybe 97% of the defensive plays, if not 100%. Like, he's going to be in the spotlight every single time. Like, they may not throw in his direction, but he's probably going to get picked on, at least at the beginning of the season, a little more than the other side, because you got to be stupid if you're throwing over there, as we saw. And that's the the thing, right? I mean, because we've seen, to me, and I get what you're saying, what you're saying is Jackson Smith and Jigba, is the Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> to Devin Witherspoon's Howard Jones. I get that. I get what you're saying there. But, you know, they haven't really played a whole lot of press man over the last few, even right. last year with Willen, you know, sometimes he was chasing over the middle. And I wonder if, I wonder if that will change. Cause that's what they did in the early 2010s. Right. And then they kind of right. got away from that. Cause I really didn't have the personnel. Exactly. I wonder if that'll, and I wonder if that, and now they do. That is, they, they do, but I wonder if it's something w- that will, like, they'll do it slowly as the season goes on because it's not like you want to, okay, week one, Witherspoon, press man. I mean, it could be, but at the same time, yeah. do you want to expose? We don't know. There's a schedule, and we'll get into that in a minute. But right, the schedule right. comes out this week or ne- whenever you – what day is that, Saturday? Whenever you're listening to this, it's next week. The schedule will never come out. But when the schedule comes out, it'll be interesting to see who they are playing week one. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the Bengals. Like, oh, let's just start off against Joe Burrow. Okay. No, let's not do that, please. Yeah. So, but no, it'll it'll be interesting. But um, 
but yeah, I, I agree. And, and cause you kind of hit on, you know, which are, who are they, where are they going to throw? But it, it kind of depends yeah. on what they're doing at that time, right? Are they yeah, playing exactly. press? Are they playing man coverage? Or are they going more zone? Because if they're going zone to me, you don't, you don't choose a player like Devin Witherspoon or you don't, you don't draft a player like Devin Witherspoon. If you're not planning on going back, reverting back to exactly. man coverage. Exactly. Right? And not that they're good, that they have to do that all the time, but no. Now that gives them the option. Now, like you said, they didn't have the personnel for it. Now they do, or they certainly should. They believe they do because that's why they drafted Spoon. So, right. So spoon. It, it'll Spoon. It'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, back to the point. It's like he obviously is going to have a much bigger impact because he's going to be on the field and he is an easy option for the opposition to attack as he's the rookie, as opposed to the third wide receiver. When you're playing three wide receiver sets, which you're going to do a lot of, but they're not going to do that every play either. So, you know, so he's just going to have a lot more opportunity to shine. And I picture he will. I picture he will. And so, Smith and Jigba are eventually going to to be the new Tyler Lockett, right? Because Lockett's right. got, I mean, he's still good, obviously, but maybe yeah. at his size, he may only have a couple of seasons to exactly. play at a high level. And then you've got Metcalf and Smith and Jigba as your top two receivers. And then you're looking at another yeah, one. So exactly. that's why, you, that's why you take the guy at 20, basically not exactly. to be, hey, he's our slot receiver. You would, would just not take him at 20. Exactly. You would take someone else. And then back to your original point of being, I don't think I ever had an original point. Yeah. We were talking about the defensive line. Defensive no, I mean, line. In life in general, I don't think uh, that came out of the <laughs> womb. And I was, what's but your as point? You said, as you said, they addressed it with two agent signings and they did address it in the draft it's like it was it was later in the draft yes but but they got an excellent pass rusher on the edge they got an excellent defensive end they got a great defensive tackle i mean you know they did address it it's like no they didn't address it with their first round but the whole concept of going with the best player available which they've switched to last season that seemed to work in the draft pretty well didn't it no reason to think it didn't work well in this draft. How many I put the article out, but I was like, just just look on social media. Just, you know, look at any sports site. How many of the pundits, talking heads, experts, draftniks, whatever you want to call them. How many people said that Seattle had the best draft? Like more of them say it was the Eagles, but there are a lot that say it was. Seattle. No one says Seattle had a bad draft. No one. Says oh, let me correct you, sir. Draft. Let's yeah, I thought there's a couple people that like a C plus. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, no, no. The CBS Sports. I, I put out an article this morning because I was looking through stuff. And CBS Sports, guess where they ranked the Seahawks? Is it the, same, is it the same guy who wanted us to draft a tackle? Who was is it the same Ryan guy? Wilson, I guess. <laughs> I think that's his name for CBS Sports. 29th. <laughs> 29th overall. Whoa. Tell me you're Tell me you're an Arizona Cardinals fan without telling me you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. <laughs> well, Come it's on. funny because if you look at the intro to the article, it's like it's basically what they did is they, did, they didn't rank on who they took. They they ranked based on pre-draft rankings where they had this person slotted and where they thought they should go, which well, is meaningless. Yeah, yeah, it's meaningless because it's a team, like, and as I wrote in the article, according like, to my projection, they screwed up. It's like exactly. There's probably a reason that that guy is a GM in the NFL and you're writing. Right. Not and, and, writing, the, but it's like, <laughs> come in, on. In the intro, three times in bold, they're like, and again, not to make you mad, this is how we came up with it. And it's like, so you're already <laughs> like apologizing before you ever get to the rankings or you're trying to be like, don't get mad. I know I'm going to upset people. Well, well, yeah, because it's stupid. Again, <laughs> if you have, if a team doesn't need a quarterback... And they chose somebody who you had – some of them didn't make sense. They had the the Patriots were 30th, and everybody they picked except for one player was high, almost higher than where they had them. It made zero sense. Um, but, yeah, 29th. The Cowboys were 32nd. Uh, I think the 49ers were 4th. The Rams, was, Rams was, were 10th, I think. It was – oh, Jesus. I know, right? And, and so it alone puts them in the bottom half of the draft at that position. Well, that and it's because again they chose people higher than they may have had them, but that's not 
a quality draft. If you wow. take, if you only have fifth through seventh rounders and you choose them higher than they, what they were projected in the fifth and seventh rounds, that doesn't mean your draft's good. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. That's hilarious. Did they get talent? Did they, did they improve the team? Did they get talent at positions of need? That's, yeah. that's what right. you need, right? I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I saw it and I was like, what? I don't know. And, and and it would have been better. And I know they're, again, they're pre-apologizing before they get to the rankings. But it would have been nice if they'd put like in their synopsis as far as, because it's best pick, best value, most surprising. It would have been interesting to just put one line like, oh, yes, this blah, 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 something. Instead of like, there's. You just all the thing you have to look for is like where they had him projected picked to be so, picked. So it's in like, other words, okay. So this masturbatory. Any. Ooh, that's sexy. Talk. I mean, in, right, in the so, true yeah. sense of the word, right? right because right. like we pre-rank these players, and now we don't like it because of our pre-ranking. It's like okay, who cares? So read it this way. This is this is from the article. We're comparing where we had each traffic graded with where they were actually selected. You already said that, but again, again, he says comparing where we had each draft pick graded with where they were actually selected. So what he's really saying is he's grading his pre-draft picks exactly as terrible. This is this is not grading the actual draft. This is your you're grading I mean just flip it the other way. It's like you're actually what you're doing is grading how awful your predictions were. Yes. Pretty this much is how far off I was because I'm grading this based on what I predicted each pick was going to be compared to where they actually went. So in other words your picks were garbage. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for wasting time and actually writing. It's like, wow, this sucked. It's and like, it's a waste of a ranking. I'm it's like, don't like, rank them then. Because it actually, has nothing to do with actual what they're actually trying to do. It's stupid. Lee, Lee won't believe this, but I'm actually talking about him in the third person like he's not here. Uh, that I'm actually going to write an article comparing my 50 mock drafts today. Because I'm not going to waste all that work. Comparing my draft picks to what they actually did. But to make fun of myself. Not to say, oh, they wrote it wrong because I said they were going to do this. It's like, what What kind of an idiot does that? <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, flipping back to something we talked about last week, which is who does that? <laughs> when people say, you know, they again, we don't know what they're going to. We don't, as you've rightfully pointed out, we don't know what a team itself is going to do because they don't know what the teams in front of them are going to choose unless you have the number one pick. Like he had that Texans way low. And I'm like. They needed a quarterback and they needed an edge rusher. They they got the maybe the two best in the draft. Right. But it's oh they're low because of blah. Screw you. But it's it goes back to the point where it's like somebody says something before the draft and it's like, well I think they're gonna choose uh, Smith and Jigba number twenty and they do right. and it's like see how right I was. No, it was just a random guess. You don't know. <laughs> exactly. Like, and and me, don't pat yourself on the back because you accidentally got one right. It's I'm like, going to fix this for Ryan Wilson, not to not to, you know, ride on the guy, but this is really stupid. This should read ranking my projection of every team's NFL draft class, not yeah. their draft class. You're really ranking your projection exactly. of what they're going to do. It's like I was surprised. They weren't surprising selections. You were surprised yep. because yep. your predictions were vastly off and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Ron Wilson, the Seahawks had the fourth worst draft in the NFL. <laughs> wow, that is unbelievably comical. He, and he does say, you know, we don't know for a few years. Of course, every, that's right. what you have to say with every. Yeah, we don't know how somebody could get hurt. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I never want any player for any team to get hurt. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but it's it's going to happen. And then you just never know how people are, players are going to acclimate once they get to, used to the speed of the NFL. I mean, we've seen Brian Bosworth was a failure, right? And he was this great success in college. It's like, right. but you, you just never know. But if we're only going on projections projections currently, then, as you just said, his projections were completely wrong. It's like <laughs> everybody comical. else is saying because he writes plus or higher. Not to waste a lot of time on this, but this is comical the way this is structured. As he mm-hmm. says, it's like you know, don't don't be upset because it's like exactly we're comparing where we had each draft pick graded with where they were actually selected. We're not giving grades yet. Yet after the headline of the articles, keep reading to see how your team did. 
Yeah, we're not giving grades. We're doing rankings, which is the same thing. There's nothing here about how your team did. This is all about how you predicted the team was going to do and what they did compared to your prediction. It's not about how your team did. It's about how you thought they were going to do, Ryan Wilson. Be honest. Or or CBS Sports in general, but he's the one that posted that kind of article. Right. It's like, just be honest. This article makes perfect sense if you just couch it in those terms. I thought it was going to go this way. I was surprised. Wow, look at this. It's like, and but you can't say it's like, oh, they made some really smart moves, but I thought they were going to do this. So eh, they were fourth from the bottom. It was a terrible yeah. draft. No, it's like your thoughts were completely wrong, dude. Or or do it what do something like Pro Football Focus might do. You know, instead of like ranking it, give a yeah. score. Like break yeah. it down by division and then give a score. This is what we had. But it, it's not a it's not a it's not a true ranking because. You were, as you said, you were, they were wrong on their projections and, and not just for Seattle. I mean, they had right Pittsburgh overall. People think they had a good draft. We'll know in a few years, but yeah, the projected draft. I mean, the, look at the first two players, the Patriots got, they got them really a lot lower than people thought they were going to. Gonzalez was, could have been number five overall. They got him at 17. It's like, that's just. It doesn't make any sense. Even even them based on the projections that they had, it still doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's like, okay, some teams got the players higher, but they're, what? How, what are you doing? <laughs> he gave the Lions an A. This is the only this is the only person I've seen, only person I've seen who didn't rip the Lions for what they did. I'm not saying the Lions had a bad draft, but you're a little out of step with everybody else on the planet because, again... Everyone else is looking at it like, it's not that they got bad players, but you could have gotten those players. It's later. where they got them. Yeah. Exactly. And it should have been weighted like, OK, take it right. one step further. Like, OK, we're going to weight the first three rounds a little higher where they went instead. Like the Rams are their 10th overall. Right. And all their picks were third round and later. It's like it doesn't mean they got a bunch <laughs> yeah, of talent. He actually writes, he actually writes, they drafted in an unorthodox way, prioritizing devalued positions early. And yet they got an A. Okay, so they're two most valuable picks, and they use them, as you wrote, to get devalued positions early. How is that an A? Right. <laughs> like, what a, like, there's no consistent. How, how is choosing a kicker with your second pick like the 49ers did? Oh, my God. And, and no offense, I jokingly say, oh, yeah. they should take a kicker. Right. I, it's half jokingly because you like have it. to have a good kicker. And this guy might be fantastic and that kicker is going to win you games but you also have to have a team well good enough to put the kicker in a position to win the game the kicker's not going to win the game on his own he might score maybe he's nine to six and it's just field goals but the team's still playing 99 percent of those snaps and to put the position the kicker in the position to be there you know but he doesn't generate it's just so stupid i don't know the Eagles, the Eagles are in, in his list. By the way, that was a separate list that gave the Lions an A. That's not the same article. Oh, okay. I apologize. But he has the Eagles as the ninth best draft. Uh, uh, okay. That's uh, pretty much the, uh, by acclaim, they had the best draft. I've seen that over Yeah, well, I've seen over that over and over. And over. Yeah. And, and it's hard to argue. They, they were certainly in the top three. They weren't ninth. What are you doing? What yeah, are I don't, you doing? I don't. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty comical. Anyway. Yeah. Getting yeah. back to the defensive line just for a second. I mean, yeah. looking at ourlads.com, which is a good site, um, especially when it comes to depth chart. What they have projected right now is Jones, Brian Monet, and Jaron Reed as the starting um, three on the defensive line, which is pretty damn good defensive line. Because mm-hmm. Monet is there if he's healthy enough to play. If Monet is there. Yeah. And that's the big if. Miles Adams is still there, too. And he's a pretty good run stopper. If that's all the nose guard, if it's a true right. nose guard, what they're doing, either of those guys could play the role as well as anybody. I mean, I hated losing Al Woods. I wish yeah. he had come back. I think that would have been tremendous. Right. Um, but. But the backups are Mike Morris. That, this is my concern, the depth. Mike Morris at defensive end. He could be good, depending on a rookie. If he, right. Cam Young, again, backup nose tackle. Uh, 
again, relying on a rookie. And then after that, it's like, oh, we don't have a lot of depth. But, you know, they rotate the guys out on the defensive line. But Jones last year, when he played like 70% of the snaps, 80% of the snaps, yeah. Reed plays. As long as they don't get hurt, they're used to playing a high level of snaps. And then, then you set it up for hopefully a linebacker group with Wagner and Bush who are a lot better at tackling than what they had last year. That's that's what you want. Eat the blocks. Yes. Jones and Reed can get pressure on the quarterback when it's passing down, hopefully. But if it's a rundown, if then that's what everybody's concerned about now. If as long as they can hold their block and there's no reason to think they can't, then Wagner Wagner is an upgrade over whatever they had. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Bush is an upgrade over Barton. Just for his tackling ability. Yes, absolutely. And that's what you have. And then, of course, what they did with Julian Love, and we've talked about that, and mm-hmm. just having those guys, Witherspoon, who obviously can tackle. Woolen is underrated as a tackle. I mean, they've got, yeah. they're there. They should be better. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Ab- absolutely. Uh, joining us next on the show is Ryan Wilson. From, no, I'm just kidding. So, um, <laughs> Defend your stupidity, sir, because that was atrocious. I mean, I mean, again, if he had just phrased it differently, world of difference. World of difference is like, uh, we're ranking the drift. We're not regrading them. We're we're ranking them. Because, okay. Yep. But what you're really ranking is what you thought was going to happen compared to what really happened. You're not ranking the draft. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's, I mean, Smith and Jigba is obviously the starter at the slot wide receiver um depth is i freaky i keep forgetting d eskridge is still on there on yeah. the team I, I keep forgetting trey brown is still on the team for that yeah. matter i mean they've got a lot of depth at cornerback um and they safety do. but i don't know we'll see they do we'll see we we'll see, will we'll see. see. Yeah. yeah there's there's some interesting names that picked up in the undrafted free agents for sure uh are any of them going to make it I've, I've, yeah of course at least well be. Could it was be. actually CBS Sports going back to them. Yeah. They had uh, Matt Landers as the number one uh, overall undrafted free agent signing, okay. and he was with the Seahawks. Guy's yep. huge, like six five, got yeah. good size, good speed, which makes you wonder. Well, two things made me wonder about Matt Matt Landers is the fact that he seems to be able to catch okay as well, mm-hmm. but. He went to three different schools in college, which is like, why is he bouncing around so much? And it's like he was at the combine and ran a, a four three seven with that size. Yeah. What are the teams seeing or that were not? Why are they? Why did he not get drafted? That seems like a no brainer. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Just looking this over, he's like he either picked up a first down or scored on over three quarters of his receptions. Like that yeah, sounds like at a guy Arkansas. You want. Yeah, it, yeah, against SEC defenses. Uh, uh, not to like berate the whole thing as oh, SEC is the mini NFL, mini NFL, but it basically is. It's like the AAA NFL. Yeah. So, yeah, something's going on there that uh, a guy with that speed and that kind of uh, performance, something's something's up. But uh, the Seahawks obviously talked to him and. They'll see. It's not like they put a lot of uh, capital into uh, bringing him in to seeing what he can do, obviously, right? So, Right. And, you know, they picked up Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo is possibly – Mike Bobo's has the, brother. He basically, basically has the speed of a nose tackle. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, seriously, he ran a 4.9, and he's a wide receiver. Not yeah, but he, isn't he seven six three fifty? I mean, just like <laughs> slow. So, but I think he still had a forty five inch vertical. It's like just throw it up. Like they said, they, uh, there's a good chance he's going to be moving to a, a to a. T- he's going to have to put on a, a front office show. <laughs> yeah, because he's two oh six. It's like how's he going to put on enough weight to be a tight end? He's like he's going to have to like get the Arnold Schwarzenegger diet for that. <laughs> That's right, but, ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he can hit 250 no problem it's just would he be able to move at that point um doesn't sound like he can move much now <laughs> yeah, seriously but again it's our undrafted free agents you know it's like right it's you take a flyer you see what happens it's like you know a couple of these guys are going to stick 
I mean, you just know it's going to happen. Yeah. But Long Snapper obviously will, because they don't have one. So we know. Crystal. Well, actually, our lads has Crystal as the starter at Long Snapper, which I don't know why that would not happen. Right. Exactly. He kind of has to be because right now they don't have anybody. So if someone comes back, <clears throat> our favorite player ever, will he return? Uh, you know. But yeah, he most likely is going to be the long snapper. So. Other than that, the guys who actually have to compete for a place, it's like, eh, I can picture a couple of these guys are going to make it. We will see yeah. as yeah. time goes on. The starting uh, offensive line currently per hour, lads, is Cross, Lewis. Um, for some reason, I want to say Lewis like I was on Key and Pill. Lewis, um, <laughs> Brown, Haynes, and Lucas. Um Bradford, they actually have as the backup to Lewis, but I think he's more of a right guard um, instead of a left guard. So that'll be interesting. But um, and then they've got Ulu, the backup to Brown. I mean, that's a yeah cohesion. Obviously, is huge among the offensive line, but that's still that's still some decent talent. I mean, Haynes wasn't bad, and and I just I I still don't get I still see things like oh Schneider needs to. Uh, needs to just lose his job and i was like what what is happening with the fan based, base based on what no because they didn't address they didn't get a i guess a an entire defensive line with their first pick <laughs> yeah pretty much i guess that's what they wanted uh, what what do you want them to do cam young in the fourth round is that's where right. you want to no tackle what they wanted is what they wanted was will anderson and jalen carter all at no tackle yeah and like that's not going to happen. It's like when the player you want is gone, and that's assuming that they would rather have had Anderson over Witherspoon. And I'm, I don't know that they did. They may very well have taken Witherspoon if Anderson was still there. And that might have, might very well be the smart choice. Because as you said, they've already addressed the defensive line twice in free agency. Anyway. And uh, if you trust, and if you trust your young corners to play right. press coverage, which I'm assuming, I'm just assuming that may not happen, but I'm assuming that's what will happen. If they play press man instead of zone more, that means more people in the box. Yeah. Because you aren't taking up, I'm not having to play zone where I'm playing this part of the field. Or this, so that means Julian Love can creep up in the box, or Jamal yeah. Adams, if he's healthy enough, can creep up in the box. I mean, there seems to be a clear plan, and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I love how fans, including us, think they know more about football than John Schneider and Pete Carroll. It's yeah, just like, I, it's stupid. I don't. I have a feeling most of those fans are actually Cardinals fans. True. Because surely no one who's really a fan of the Seahawks can possibly think that, oh, they screwed up this draft. It's like, how could you I, think that? Uh, I mean, um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think, I mean, Cam Young's, I've just heard great reviews about the guys. Big, yeah. big, strong guy who's hard to move. I mean, that's what you want yeah. as a nose tackle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your guy, Mike Morris, might be fine, too. And the, your yeah. guy, Olu, I've heard great things about him. Maybe he becomes the starting center this year, and, and we have an issue at guard. Haynes, not Lewis. He Brown moves over to guard because he wasn't terrible with the line. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of flexibility. A lot of one-year contracts, but a lot of flexibility. So. Um. Yeah, I think that, that's all. I, uh, Jordan Brooks, of course, they, he did, they didn't pick up his fifth-year right. option. Uh, he would have been owed $12 million in 2024 if they had. He's coming and, off an injury. And that's why they didn't. Those two things are what – it's not performance. It's like, did he drop off last year? Yeah. The main reason, the, the number one reason they didn't pick his option, $12 million. The second reason, injury. Third yeah. reason, if that's even part of it, was the drop-off in performance. Like, I'm right. pretty sure he'll be back, depending on what he's willing to sign for. But they're not just like, oh, we're done with this dude. He wasn't good enough. It's like, he's coming off of, <laughs> coming off that injury at the very end of the season. And with that contract, is like, that's why they didn't pick up the option. Right. They would have been insane to pick up the option. And they're not, despite what some fans, alleged fans think. Yeah, and Carroll says they want to keep him long term, which is something still not out of the question. You can do that. Right. If he has a good season this year, if he or whenever he comes back, if he's able to come back, 
right in, in the games he plays he's good and shows he can still play at a high level um and he's not slowed at all because speed is a big part of his game then just work out a contract actually it doesn't mean he can't come back but yeah, i mean like, i agree i mean the, and the ravens didn't pick up queen queen queener um they right. they're a linebacker they chose they didn't pick his so maybe it's a linebacker thing too the, the you know they 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 got a quarterback over there in baltimore that you know they had a bit of a tussle over his contract. Oh, look who's surprised who's back and who got the biggest contract in it. Right, history. right. Exactly. Not that, not that Brooks is going to, but it doesn't mean just because it's like they haven't signed him automatically or declined an option. It doesn't mean it's like, oh, he's gone. It's like, not at all. So how many times have you seen the, the new Guardians of the Galaxy? I have not seen it yet. Possibly tomorrow. Uh, that's when I'm seeing it. I'm going to see it tomorrow at uh, Pacific time. It'll be 9.35 a.m. Oh, I'm um, going there too. I uh, I've heard mostly decent reviews, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Which I've is heard. which is good. Um, yeah, they they I liked the uh, it's Quantumania bombing at the box office film better. <laughs> I like the Quantumania film better than a lot of the critics and some fans. I haven't but, seen that yet, but uh, yeah, it's good. It had its issues, but it's good. But but overall, the uh, the buzz on this is quite good. So hopefully. It matches that. The buzz. I'll tell you what. The buzz for the third and final volume of Guardians of the Galaxy, at least the James Gunn iteration, definitely better than the buzz for the five Rob Gordons we have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Um, I've, the only thing I've heard mostly about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is it's basically like a sequel to Barry. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. interesting. I'm. That's. Quite Let's see how that goes. Um, no, Hank isn't it. Um, but um, that's, that would be interesting, actually. But yeah, I mean, it's made tons. Of, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It, but I'm really looking forward to next week, obviously, um, with Fool's Paradise. And I don't know if you've seen the reviews for Blackberry, but Howerton, Quinn Howerton's getting glowing reviews. So um, I'm interested next week, and then then we'll see. I did see a couple of reviews on it. Glowing, as you said. Oh, as part of the pre-written uh, podcast, uh, NBA, NHL, see, I mentioned them. Uh, and then we mentioned movies, Coronation Street, which is an excellent BBC series. And uh, now I guess we're up to our Rob Gordons, right? We're up to the Rob Gordons, indeed. And our Rob Gordons this week are the best five greatest ever. No, go ahead. Tell people, tell the people, you, meaning me, tell, tell me what you, you tell them. You tell them. You tell him. Okay, I'll tell him because you don't know what how to play it, and I don't either. So I'm just going to say, I, I think we came to this random agreement somehow that these are the five Drunkenly. Rob Gordon topics that we will never do on the show. And so we're doing them sort of in a way. We're just mentioning the topics, but we're not doing five of each. Um, we can, we can't think of five for each. Oh of wait, I came up with twenty five of no. Um, so <laughs> I go first because math. it was your category. So my number five Rob Gordon topic that I would never do. In Hold on, let me interrupt. Did you have uh, any? Uh, did you have any? Um, I don't know why I'm wanting to say innocent bystanders. Did you have any honorable mentions? I I do have two honorable mentions, and I was going to throw these at you pre pro high Ted just to see if we're in the right tone, but these don't really there, match the no tone. There is no tone. It's uh, okay. So is there a tone? Well, no. Is there ever a tone? Yeah, well, you said Nikki X style, and it's like mm, we're going to. I, th- I think I, I think show. I said Nikki X. Esque, and then I realized three hours later when my mind began to clear what I re- wrote, that's, and I was like, I can't actually say that. That's what we heard to say, Nikki X. Nikki X. I'll say that once. Favorite NFC West players outside of Seattle. See, I would never be able to come up with a Rob Gordon list of that. It'd all be Dolphins if the Dolphins were part of the NFC West. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Um, breaking news, by the way, the Miami Dolphins. No, um, so, <laughs> so I've, I, I'll kick off cause you get the last pick. You get the, you get the, uh, the best. Oh, choice. you didn't. I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 So, okay, well, uh, let me go ahead and mention my honorable mentions. And yeah, yeah. Honorable mentions. And you have nine. So I have 6,000 actually. I have seven honorable mentions. <laughs> they just all kind of, a couple of them came to me pre-pro. So I'll go ahead and say, um, okay. five was, uh, Five favorite Nazis. We'll have that one. Um, five favorite jazz rock bands. Steely Dan. Nope. 
Um, five favorite times we have thrown up. Five favorite times we've had poison ivy. Not yeah, okay. but actual. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Five favorite beans. I don't know why. That one. And then um, five favorite times God spoke sexy words to Mary. I don't have that one. Um, and then five favorite times Muhammad covered Bob Marley songs. There you go. Uh, I'll throw in my other one because you mentioned food is my five favorite. Uh, I did. I was like, uh, where's my food? Is it poison yeah. ivy? You're yeah, that's it. You're eating poison ivy because I do it with Herman. Uh, best asparagus with oyster recipes. That would be my. Uh, oh, that sounds. Uh, that? Yeah, that? Awful. So kicking off the actual list, my number five, five places I take Marjorie Taylor Greene on a first date. <laughs> it's funny. I mentioned her earlier. Yeah. There we go. Um, and so what's number five on that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> chilies. So um, it's probably too high class for her. Uh, my number five is five favorite Kid Rock covers of Ted Nugent songs. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Which goes uh, with yours, actually. Yeah, it does. Uh, my number four is the five best moments of any British coronation. Oh, that's um, um that's kind of interesting. I wonder what that one would be. Um, um, my number. Uh, I don't, none of these are numbered. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five favorite breakups. Um, which includes <laughs> which includes Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's right. And Kid Rock. Um, <clears throat> wow. Her hair kept getting in the way. I, I don't know what that means. Oh, oh. I, I don't have them in a particular order, but I do have a number one. Uh, my next one, I'll just say, this is my the number, the third one, just as far as I was keeping score at home. And if you are scoring at home, congratulations. Uh, my best Proud Boy slash Oath Keepers slash KKK <laughs> mottos. <laughs> that's funny um my uh number what are we three i think um yeah, yeah. Uh, five favorite tennessee republicans because there yeah, there aren't enough yeah uh, they're just too many to name honestly they're so great my my number two and people who know me won't be surprised it might be surprised it's not the number one but uh my five favorite adam sandler films oh Dang, that one hurts a little bit. Um, I, I, my number two is five favorite moments from Tucker Carlson's career. <laughs> let, me, let me let me go back to the Adam Sandler thing. I really like The Wedding Singer. And there are parts <laughs> of Waterboy that, that are enjoyable. And did you say, I'm sorry, did you say there's parts of waterboarding that are enjoyable? Yeah, parts of waterboarding. Waterboarding would be preferable to Waterboy, but parts of Waterboy are fun. And Happy Gilmore, parts of Happy Gilmore fun. Mainly when Bob Barker gets punched, that's fun. But punched other than that, love. you know, Spanglish. Those are the, but I, they're not my favorite movies anyway. They would not be on my oh, list I of two hundred favorite movies. But you could tolerate them, I guess, right? Yeah, but they. That said, I haven't seen an Adam Sandler film. And I've seen Murder Mystery, which was I don't remember anything about it. I just remember seeing it. Yeah, there you go. And I haven't seen the second one. So, but I, I don't dislike him. But not not ever. I don't like him. I don't dislike him as a person. He seems like a very nice guy, and he, he gives is. and he he puts a lot of people without any discernible talent to work, which is wonderful. Very true, because but, they're friends of his. Yeah, exactly. Which is a very nice thing to do. But it's like I don't have to watch it anyway. My number one, and there's a reason it's number one because I like it. Five diseases that sound like Victorian era children's names, such as chlamydia. That does sound. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. I wish I could do the little Morgan Freeman standing up and clapping. That's a, that's a good one. That actually sounds like one we should do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next week we will do it, by God. <laughs> so much for, I will never do that. It's like, you know, right. to think of it. And we're back. Um, <laughs> my, uh, the first one I have is five favorite moments of Andy McDowell from Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all the scenes she's not in. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that was, that was fun. That was quick. It was the quickest Rob Gordon's we've ever had. Yeah, it says we'll never do them. I still still like your number one. Though. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty yeah. cool idea. I think we'll, yeah. You know what? Uh, let me replace that with uh, asparagus with oyster recipes. Because by God, we're doing diseases that sound like Victorian era children's names. Next week's Rob Gordon's. Speaking, of, I've told you about chlamydia, right? So uh, the story about chlamydia. Born is, that's how I wanted to start it off, just to be like, what? Born in 1857? Yeah, I know her. 
wrote all those early Muddy Waters songs. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I was at a I was at a work. Camilla Smith White. <laughs> Sounds like a Harry Potter character. Um, but maybe. Um, as long as they're not transgender. Um, per J.K. But uh, I have, I've told you about the the work meeting with Saint Chlamydia, right? I said that. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was at a work a big big work meeting, like uh, I was higher ups and stuff like that. And and the the person that I was with, I wasn't with anybody was work colleague, but the person that was with me yeah. the most, we somehow had a had a few drinks and we started talking about chlamydia is a funny funny sounding word. And um, what is chlamydia? That's basically what we kept saying. And <laughs> so, because I don't, I know it's a sexual, uh, sexually transmitted disease, but I don't really know what it is. You know, I don't know what it does. But um, anyway, we kept asking people, like, hey, people we worked with who were at the same level as us, what is chlamydia? And the one lady at our table just kept laughing because we kept saying it to her. Anyway, so a few more drinks in. Uh, there was a, a regional manager that that was there, and and this person whose name starts with L, who I was making jokes with about the chlamydia, just said, "Don't say anything about chlamydia to this person who's a regional manager who you've never met." But so of course, the first thing I say is, "Hi, what is chlamydia?" And that's that's the last thing I remember about the meeting. I, I didn't leave the meeting, but that's the last thing I remember. I just remember her face was just like, "What?" So, anyway, kids, if you're listening, chlamydia is no. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> when you get a job and you're in a work meeting, the first thing you do, that's right, ask about chlamydia. That's right. Besides doing the interview and saying the Ben Affleck thing from uh, you know Retainer, um, is then to ask what chlamydia is. Always works. You'll always get the job. Ooh, I have my second one already. I'm working on it. Your second chlamydia. Yeah. Can you get that once? Kind, of, kind of burns a little bit. I It's not from the Guinness, I'll tell you that, because Guinness is excellent. Probably the Keurig. I should just pour it there. She's in the Keurig? You made Guinness in the Keurig? <laughs> yeah, I can see that, actually. Both coffee. <laughs> yes. That's it. Thanks. Have good weeks. Why are you the worst?